SNZ with the boys light up on a Sunday afternoon, a Thursday afternoon, but it will be a Friday evening when the boys known as the Wellington Phoenix will light up against the Perth Glory. And how could you not be excited about what the Phoenix are doing in the A-League at the moment? Currently sitting 6-3 and and 11 11 matches played and second on the ladder, only two points behind the Melbourne victory. They have the Perth Glory this coming uh, Sunday. It is Sunday. Oh, that's right. 9.45 in Perth. Their coach is Giancarlo Italiano. He's just come off the training pitch and joins us right now now on SENZ. Uh, Happy New Year, mate. Uh, Thank you for having me on. Mate, can I just say, I've got to get off my chest, do you not have the best coach's name in sport? It's not too bad, and the nickname's not bad either. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I think my uh, my parents named me uh, with uh, this in mind. Hey, well, I don't know what the nickname is. Uh, Is it it, it RR13? Is it PG13? No, no, it's uh, Chiefy. Everyone calls me Chiefy. It's, it's stuck for a while now. So, Why Chiefy? Um, oh, it's a long story. Basically, my uh, best mate passed away a long time ago, gave me that nickname. It was a private joke. And then um, when he died, his cousin uh, blurted it out in, in, in front of a group of friends. and. <laughs> And it just stuck, and then uh, yeah, just um, <laughs> it's it's quite funny because uh, it's it's been a lot of people just know me by chief and don't even know my real name, which is um, pretty funny. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not your best mate, so I'm going to call you Giancarlo if that's okay with you. Uh, yeah, no problem. What's it, but what is it, but what's it life being chief of the Phoenix now after uh, and your first head coaching role and look what you're doing. Oh, look, I, I think, you know, irrespective of where we're on the table, I, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy the, um, you know, uh, the, the job, I enjoy the, the process. It's been, um, it's been a fantastic journey and, and what makes it easier is that I have, uh, you know, a good capable staff as well that, um, with a, with a good bunch of guys that come in every day and make it enjoyable. Mate, you're playing the humble card a little too early for me. So you come, 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 come and tell me your journey. Where did this all begin? Because when I saw you as the assistant coach, I'm going, who, where, what, how, why? Where did your footballing journey begin? Well, uh, it started by accident. Um, about, uh, I think I was 30 uh, years old, so I'm, f- I'm 45 now. I, uh, I was playing an all-age team, and then the coach and, uh, didn't show up. Um, for the second season and then one of the guys goes look I think you'd be a good coach um, and I, I didn't really want to do it to be honest and then I just found that that year I you know I stumbled into it enjoyed it to be fair I, I probably enjoyed the group dynamic more than anything um, and then the next year I said I'll, I'll try and see if I can get into an elite environment and then I started off as a goalkeeper coach and then the co- one of the coaches in one of the youth groups uh, quit and I took over and uh, did quite well and then I felt um, I felt like a, a bit of a passion was uh, was brewing, and then I just every year just looked for a new challenge and moved around uh, MPL New South Wales, and you know just did a range of jobs. I was a technical director, a director of football, a coach twenties, a coach fifteens, and I felt um, I felt as though it was never an intention to get into the senior space, a uh, professional space. Um, it was something that I kind of stumbled through. Uh, every time I've wanted to quit, there's always a job that's come up, and somehow I found my, myself at Sydney FC um, about six years ago, seven years ago. I took the uh, under-20s and ended up doing the National Youth League, and then I decided to quit again. And then um, and then Uffi called when he got the head coach role uh, here at the Phoenix, and I came on as an analyst slash assistant, and then I've just, you know, 
just been lucky enough. I've just been, you know, I've worked, worked my way up and now I've found myself in the head coach role. Uh, i got to say, you said you were a goalkeeper coach. Did, were you a goalkeeper? Because it's quite a specific task. Yeah, I, I was a I was a ex goalkeeper when I was younger. Um, I played up until I was about seventeen, and um, yeah, I just uh, actually to be fair, it's one, one role I did enjoy was being a goalkeeper coach because um, it is very specific. You can give a lot more attention and detail to to that role, and um, you know, there's no real set formula for uh, you know for goalkeepers. You know, it, it really comes down to your philosophical style, um, but. Yeah, you can you can do that with a with a team as well, which is uh, just as rewarding. Now, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not disrespecting you here, but are keepers just sure. a, are, are keepers just a little bit crazy? Crazy, yeah, they're all crazy, man. <laughs> me included. Man, man, you knew you knew where I was going straight away. You you you, you jump you jump right. you jump straight in. So now that now that you're a head coach, who do you turn yeah. to when it comes to just advice and keeping you on the straight and narrow to? To basically stick with the fundamentals that you want to portray. Uh, that's a good question. I, I think the part of any good coaching uh, process is, is there needs to be a lot of self-reflection uh, and a constant feedback loop. Um, and then sometimes that can come from fellow peers, can come from friends, uh, can come from staff. I, I'm very open-minded when it comes to these things, but you know when it comes to you know getting a different idea you know i'm actually friends with a lot of the coaches in the a league and i'm uh friends with a lot of guys that are assistant coaches in the in the league and i have i saw a lot of friends that are coaching in npl all over australia and you know sometimes i feel like if i need an objective view where someone doesn't have you know the historical you know um story you know prior to um me explaining it to them then i feel like i always get a good answer so sometimes you know uh, i'm still very close with Uffie. Uh, i'll give him a call and we'll just talk things out about certain things and uh even the other day i spoke to the newcastle coach um you know he was one of my mentors early on when i was coaching uh we have you know a nice open um uh, discourse and and we just bounce ideas off each other and I feel like that really works uh, and makes it very um, it's especially these people uh, the coaches uh, also share the same um, um, the same story yeah. uh, they find that they're they're confident in confiding in me as well so it's it's a really good way to rebound and, and bounce off each other because it's your first uh, head job do you feel like the new kid on the block when you're you're going to these friends to ask do, do you sort of feel is there a nervousness involved no i'm, I'm very upfront I'm, i don't I, I don't make it personal i don't feel like you know when i'm asking uh, these guys that I'm being judged, so you know I, I don't. There's not a nervousness, and and the fact that I'm a, a, a you know first time coach, yes, I understand that. That's very um, you know it's it can be a little bit uh, for me. The, the the main thing is is that they um, they they're also not judgmental, so it makes me more more comfortable. But I've also been coaching for a long time, so I feel as though um, that gives me the confidence that. You know, I can I can deal with any any sort of problem or scenario moving forward. You seem a very grounded individual from where I stand right now. And I, I, this, you were quoted in a story the other day saying, "My job is to instill in the group that they can play a certain way, and that the performance overall is more important than the actual result. And if we keep doing things we're doing, I believe we have can have a good season." It's a very simple philosophy. Well, I think um, I think with all 
great things, you know, it's rooted in simplicity. I think once you make it uh, complex and, uh, and you know, you have the, the, um, the ability to have mixed messaging, uh, that's where, you know, confusion lies. I, I try to make sure that everyone understands where they sit at all times, that the way we play is very clear, that, um, you know, we have certain targets in games and, and the way we play and, and the way we approach training. So I try not to overcomplicate things. You know, this has come from, um, you know, just my style and what I'm comfortable with and what I've seen previously of other coaches. And, uh, you know, I feel like the one thing that, I, I do have strength in is I'm very observant and I, I like to think that I try and take the best out of what I see on a consistent basis and look I, I've seen coaches do things completely different to what I what I do and it works you know there's no there's no set formula uh, in this job you know um, and that's the beauty of coaching and it's the beauty of football um, you know it's not always the best team or paper wins um, but I feel like that's very uh, close to the way I am as a person. So I feel like that also brings a genuine auth- authenticity um, to the to the playing group and, and they they get belief from that, right? And uh, and if I'm consistent and then they they know that um, you know that they can rely on that. With each challenge comes extra pressure and you've talked about having to manage expectations from fans and the team themselves about how well you're going. How's that going so far? Well, I think, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's a really good question because, you know, we've had two losses now in the last month. Uh, Newcastle came off the back of uh, seven games undefeated. Um, and I thought we were actually quite quite unlucky in that game. But what we learned from that was that once, once the expectation goes beyond the group and we're starting to think about, you know, weeks ahead and months ahead, um, that you know, that introduces a a set of complex ideas that, you know, have nothing to do with the actual game that we're playing. So it becomes more of a distraction than it does become a focus. So once we lost a game against Newcastle, you know, we we laid out a couple of, um, you know, these thoughts and and there was some consensus in the group. Look, it's just a really good opportunity now to reflect. And and then we had two games where... um, um, Sorry about that sound. Uh, We had two games... um, uh, where we consistently held, um, you know, good opposition to to two um, uh, two very good results, and then uh, we went into the Sydney game uh, very buoyed by the fact that our reaction was uh, very positive. And in that game, you know, I think if you look back, uh, you know, we were completely uh, dominated in the first half. We came back the second half and we played exceptionally well, and we were very unlucky not to get a result. Um, and then in the Adelaide game as well, you know, we had trouble. We had a lot of boys sick, but they showed a lot of resilience. So we took a lot of lessons from the from the defeats. Um, and it's also a learning curve for not only the group, for myself and the coaching staff. And, and we just hope that we, we pick up enough lessons and we learn enough uh, just moving forward. I won't keep you too much longer, but I am I am intrigued to know a couple of things. First of all, uh, Barbarousas sure. right now is he is he just getting better and better, or is he just relishing the environment? Look, I think Cos has always been that player. Uh, there, there's been no he hasn't changed. Like uh, the fact that he's starting to school now is just more a reflection of you know being rewarded for all the hard work that he's done. You know, and sometimes. The thing is, attackers go through spells, right? Um, some some attackers are confidence-based. Some some uh, strikers are more process-driven, and sometimes it can be a, a 
a fusion of two. But if you look at all the games, Costa's been an opportunity to score in almost every game. So it was just more of a matter of time, him scoring, getting that confidence, that, you know, that feel. Sometimes strikers get that feel that, you know, they can they can finish half chances. And I feel like he's he's turned that corner and, you know, he's been an ultimate pro for me uh, from day one. He always applies himself, and and he's just get he's just getting rewarded for the application. Now. Uh, have you re-signed him before the new Auckland club try and have a crack at him? Well, we're in the process now of discussing uh, with players about uh, um, re-signing. Unfortunately, um, you know, with these things, when you do well, uh, like any any stock, you know, they go up in value, um, <laughs> and you know, these things have to be uh, you know negotiated. Um, uh, cautiously and and look, I, the intention is I want to keep Costa here at the club. Like uh, there's a couple other boys I want to keep as well, and um, you know we've already re-signed a chunk of boys, young boys for the season, uh, the next season. Uh, for me, all the players that are playing at the moment, uh, you know, are, are important players, and and you know the more I have them, the more I, I know I can build um, on on the performances. Giancarlo, finally, I know there's a lot going on and you're only sort of halfway through the season, but uh, are you genuinely excited that another team is coming into the New Zealand marketplace? Yeah, I think it's very, very important for the New Zealand landscape. I, I, the thing is, is Wellington, we've had, you know, a monopoly on the on the young players for a long time, also a monopoly on the on the landscape. I think competition breeds healthy um, healthy development, not only from a junior point, but also from a club point, because, you know, now you have competition, you're going to be held to a standard um, with that competition, and the same as Auckland. Auckland's going to be, you know, matched up against uh, what we do, uh, even... Even though there's a there's a long distance between Auckland and Wellington, um, you know it's it's very important that it's healthy for for competition. If you go to Europe, you know, and you travel hundred hundred kilometres either, uh, you know, north or south of uh, of London, you probably fall into about I don't know about thirty clubs, and all those are competing for the same players. They're all competing to to keep their status in the league, um, and that drives investment. That drives you know, standards right across the club. It also drives uh, identity, which is very, very important. So I think, you know, part of the thing that we've done here at the Phoenix is over the last couple of years, we've developed a, a really good blueprint of who we want to be and what we stand for and, and what we, we think is the long-term, you know, jeopardy of the club. And having another competitor in the landscape just makes us double down on what we believe in and makes us work harder at being a better club. And and still that Sydney FC connection, hey? Oh yeah, but I think that was more 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 coincidence than anything. But look, I think I think that they've recruited quite well. I think with the director of football, Terry McFlynn, you know, he, he knows the uh, landscape quite well, and uh, Steve Gorick is a good coach. Is you know probably best coach with uh, on on with his CV. Um, so he, he'll do really well, and he gets the players that he wants, and and you know he has a uh, you know a long term approach that they can be quite successful. Mate, it's been a real treat uh, meeting you for the, and chatting to you for the first time. But, gee, don't pump their tyres up too much, mate. They're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, look, uh, like I said, it, it is healthy for, for – it's actually healthy right across um, New Zealand football. So I uh, look forward to the challenge. And there's no reason why both teams can't be successful. Yeah, exactly. Maybe just add a little mm-hmm. bit more, more than, than theirs, yeah. Completely. Uh, Giancarlo Italiano, thanks yeah. so much for your time. Go well against Perth this Sunday. Yeah. No problem. Take care. Thank you for the call. You're more than welcome. 150. What a bloke.